Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. The St. Louis Blues have won four out of five as the Tampa Bay Lightning visit town tomorrow night. The Blues have played 13 games, and if the playoffs started today, they would be a playoff team. And the further we go along in the season and the Blues are in that playoff hunt, the better it is. Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN, joins us. He had to uh, take a day off after calling those eight Blues goals on Saturday <laughs> night. Kerbs, good morning. How are you doing? I'm a little hoarse, but I'm all right. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. That was that was fun, and uh, I, I want to start with this: is is Pavel Butchnevich perhaps the engine of this team? Uh, uh, a rounded into form, healthy Pavel Butchnevich. I, I think that, uh, and I, I believe that Pavel Butchnevich is probably the best all around player on this team. Uh, kind of like Ryan O'Reilly was when he was here, you know, and. There are guys that are better in certain areas than he is in some aspects of the game. But just in terms of size, his ability to hold on to the puck, his ability to shoot the puck, the fact that he can play power play, play penalty kill, uh, you can have him defend against the other team's top lines, and he is a threat against any other any other line from any other team. I, he he really is. I You know, I... Craig Berube always liked to call Oscar Sundquist kind of the, uh, you know, the the head of the train, the engine, you know, when he was here that first time. And, and I still think from a physical standpoint, give you everything he got. Uh, Oscar Sundquist still defines the style of play that Craig Berube wants. But just in terms of how he can impact every aspect of this game, a healthy, confident Pavel Butchnevich is is enormous for this team. Curbs, they shot the puck over the weekend. One thing that we've been screaming about, and when you shoot the puck, good things happen. Is that something that they have really taken notice of and, and really made an extra effort to do? Well, there's one caveat to that, Terry. It's get it on net, yes. right? Yeah. So the difference, the difference between the last couple of games and, say, the first six or seven of the year, maybe even eight, is the fact that when they were getting a scoring opportunity, they either weren't taking the shot or they were taking the shot, and it was missing the net or going wide or getting blocked. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now these shots are getting on net, and they're going through. And they took advantage in Colorado of a goaltender that's struggling, of a team that's scuffling, that Colorado was two and four. After Colorado won the first six games of the season and then was two and four before that game and now two and five. They're struggling a bit. The Blues did what you need to do. That's take advantage of a team, even if it's supposed to be a top team, that's in one of those kind of ruts. And and they did it by just firing the puck and getting it on net. And that's a, a, a huge step. They now they had only had thirty shots. Well, it was thirty five actually, but it was they only had more than thirty shots on goal once in their first eight games, and now have done it in four of their last five. So that that tells you where things are going while still being quite stingy defensively. Curbs, obviously the offense stealing the show in that victory, but how key was Jordan Bennington in the game, but also in that first period to help them get off to the hot start? 
Jordan Bennington is the key to the whole season in my book. Just the key to the whole season. Uh, it, you're, if you're going to make the playoffs, you're going to make the playoffs because Jordan Bennington is a top 10 goaltender in the league. And, and I firmly believe he could easily be a top five goalie in the league. And especially with the fact that this team is not giving up a lot of second chance opportunities. Uh, I, I think he's had a terrific start, but that first period, uh, after the Blues scored the first goal, Braden Shen got that first goal at two minutes, 16 seconds in. And then Colorado put a push on, and, and they came hard. You, and you could tell that they were charged from their coach to, to get the puck to the front of the net, just create havoc in front of the net, and they did. And Jordan Bennington was huge throughout that whole first period. And that gave his team a chance to get the second goal, build on it. And what happens, as you guys know, is even even the good teams, once – once you put the pressure on, it's a different game. Once once Colorado has to chase that game 2 nothing, once they've got to chase it 3-1, it's a totally different game. And if a team is struggling, they start to think, oh, here we go again. And even good teams can snowball the wrong way. And that's exactly what happened in that game. I mean, and, and Jared Bednar just fed it to his team after the game, talking about how embarrassing it was and guys quit on the game and – that's what happens sometimes when you when you pile on and have the goaltending like the Blues did. Hey, Curbs, we are very reactionary here in this studio, as you know. We're, we're talk radio people. <laughs> and we wonder when we, you get off to a slow start and things aren't looking good, we wonder about every coach, and especially in hockey, if they've lost the year. If people haven't seen the video yet at stlblues.com, and the Blues put it on social media, of the way the players reacted after Craig Berube got his 200th win. They were thrilled for him. And you can tell that there's still a, quite a connection between Chief and the team. Randy, I did an interview with uh, Braden Shen for our – uh, curbside reaction podcast, you know, that we put up and uh, in there, he was talking about, and I asked him specifically about just the mood of this team and the vibe of this team after 12, 13 games. He said, we're building something. He goes, we, we've got a lot of good things going. There's this, there's that. And when you're around that every day, you see, you, you see it kind of happening. That's why at 500, one game over 500, you're actually thinking, Hey, this team's in a pretty good spot right now because there's still some adjustment going on. The one thing that has been consistent is they, they'll fight for this head coach. Uh, he He's a very good head coach. I, I have not seen, personally myself with the St. Louis Blues, a coach that has brought young players along better than Craig Berube in the last 24 years. Uh, and if there's a guy I think that can definitely bridge this team through this transition, I have zero doubt in my mind that Craig Berube can do it. And I think one of the things that you look at is when they let go of Mike Van Ryan and he became the scapegoat of last season, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and Craig Berube left it up to, I'm sorry, uh, Doug Armstrong left it up to Craig Berube to pick who's going to be his assistant coach. Berube ran that process and, and he settled in on Mike Weber. And it's not a guy that he had a previous relationship with. Now, Steve Ott did. Steve Ott knew him well. Steve Ott, Mike Weber actually billeted with Steve Ott's parents, right? And, uh, but it, it was through that process. And then they looked at everything they did last year, and they came up with, here's the kind of the system we want to play. Here's how we're going to implement things. Here's what we're going to ask guys to do. And right from day one of training camp, there has been a battle for each other mentality. I asked after, after two or three days of camp, I asked Jake Neighbors about, how camp is gone, and he started laughing. He goes, man, it's been a battle already. 
and that's the way it goes. And and they're now starting to see some early season feels of success there, and that's because of the head coach. I, I think the, the the Blues have a terrific head coach, and and you know what? There's there's definitely no vibe missed in terms of that locker room in connection with their with their coaching staff. And Curbs, one more thing, and we're talking about great coaches. I, I might have learned more about the sport from a Blues coach from Ken Hitchcock than anybody else. He goes into the Hall of Fame today. He'll have his induction yeah. speech in Toronto. What an incredible hockey mind Ken Hitchcock is. Yeah, he really, he, yeah, not only a hockey mind, and, and he motivated differently than some others, but <laughs> yeah, and he sure found did. ways to win. <laughs> you know, and I mean, listen, the number of times you'd hear a player tell a story of, you know, they were just yelling back at the head coach, and it didn't. Was, okay, here's a story I don't know if you guys heard about. This one's fantastic, all right? Now, I'll, I'll, I'll begin it with this, though. When Doug Armstrong made the decision to change from Davis Payne to Ken Hitchcock, he went into the locker room and he told the players, okay, I now know I have a really good coach. So it's all going to be about you guys. Like, if we don't win, it's not about the coach. It's about the players, right? And the Blues don't win a Stanley Cup without the job that Ken Hitchcock did bringing him along in that 2016 conference final run. But like I said, he could motivate in a different way and frustrate the heck out of guys, right? There's a, there's a song out there. You guys, the Blank You song. Mm-hmm. You know which one I'm talking about? <laughs> okay. We land, we, we land from Buffalo, right? <laughs> we land from Buffalo into Pittsburgh. And by the time we're, we're on the bus, it's like 1230, 1 o'clock in the morning. We're taking the bus to the hotel from the airport. Um, and we just had the one bus that game, that trip, because there was no uh, local TV on that one. So it's just us radio guys sitting on that bus. Somebody started playing that song. And then a bunch of the players from the back of the bus, like the whole bus, are going blank. You hitch, right? <laughs> I mean, and it was something. And guys, I was not, I was not sitting side by side with Ken Hitchcock, but I guarantee you, while some people might have been going, I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe what's going on. I guarantee you, Ken Hitchcock probably had a wry smile on his face, going, "I got him now, boys. We're going to go on a run," you know. And, and he knew that and appreciated it. And it's that's that's one thing I did love about him. He he didn't care. He had a mission, and, and he got the best out of players. Well, and uh, legend has it that one time that year, he, he like you said, he would grate on players. And one time, he walked into the room and started talking. And Troy Brower said, "Why don't you just go away for a few days?" <laughs> and, and, and he did. And, and he, just, he didn't bother him for like three days, right? Uh, he did. No, that actually happened. And at one point. I mean, at one point, Ken was barking at Troy on the ice, and Troy skated in front of a bench during a game and said, Hitch, will you shut the blank up? <laughs> and, uh, hey, but listen, you can't, you can't beat, I mean, the fact and the video of this, you, fans got to go back. And, and yeah, sometimes we had to remind ourselves that how many years have passed, right, since some of this stuff happened. But, you know, when, when Elise Butler, who does a terrific job on our social media team, and the Blues had that comeback in Colorado, and – she tried. She meant to type in on Twitter, the Blues roar back mm-hmm. in Colorado, like we were down 4-1 or something like that, win the game. Her, her computer, her phone, auto-corrected back to bacon. And that's when all of a sudden roar bacon became like a huge thing. Like people were submitting designs for T-shirts, okay? And, and I mean, it was just, it was unreal. So David Backus 
David Backus comes in. He had a, he had a neighbor that had a pet pig. Right, and so David Backus literally shows up to the rink one morning with Peggy Smalls. That was the name of the pig, and he, he carries in. Which, if you think about it, roar bacon. The pig's like, uh, I don't consider my insides bacon. It's not till you eat me, right? But, but he goes, but he brings in this bacon, this pig, and this pig's walking around the locker room. He's carrying in the reaction stuff. What well, he carries, and we the the, the team cut videos. He carries the pig. In the in the Ken Hitchcock's office, and you hear Hitch yelling at Baggins, "Get that thing out of here!" And in the meantime, now the pig just starts pooping, and the pig is pooping, and and and, and you know, like like pig poop looks like those just it's just those little pellets. I mean, and it just it just. It, it doesn't come out like a dog, right? It just comes out like a machine gun, right? So this pig's little tail lifts up, right? And he's just pooping all over Ken Hitchcock's office. And the, the video, Hitchcock yelling, get that thing out of here. It's just absolute gold. Epic. That's fantastic. It's always good to talk to you. We will see you at the rink tomorrow. All right, guys. Thanks. Have an awesome week. You too. Take care. Uh, Chris Kerber with us on 101 ESPN. Oh and congratulations to Ken Hitchcock. He was one of my favorites because he every single day he would have a note to, to teach you about hockey. And he, he made me a better hockey fan just because I had the opportunity to, to be around him.